Please remain standing for the reading of God's word. Our scripture reading today comes from the 10th chapter of Luke, verses 38 through 42. Now as Jesus and the disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's a lot going on in the text this morning. As you can tell, it's my first day on the job. <laughs> there is a big part of me that would really, really like for this scripture to be Jesus rebuking Martha and just leave it at that. There's a very large part of me because I'm not like Martha. I'm not a fan of lists and chores. If a better alternative presents itself to me as it did to Mary in our text this morning, I would gladly take it. She'll tell you. But before we get into this, I want you all to do me a favor. I want you to think about all of the things that you have to do today. There's a whole list, right? So much to do, so little time to do it in. It's the common theme of our lives today. We rush around barely looking up as we check marks off of a list. And we call that life. Now, I have no doubt in my mind that both Mary and Martha love Jesus, right? These are Lazarus' sisters. He's not in the story, but that's who they are. And if you remember the story of Lazarus, you remember how Jesus wept when he heard of Lazarus' death. And you remember how moved he was by Mary and Martha because he loved them. They were his friends. So I have no doubt that they loved him. They just have different ways of showing it. For Martha, her love is shown by her determination to do things. She's trying to be a good hostess. I need to take a minute here and discuss that, that there's no man referenced in this story, right? Other than Jesus. There's no husband or provider listed for Mary or for Martha. That was almost unheard of in Jesus' day. Today it's pretty common. 2,000 years ago, not so much. Luke references this place, as this house, as the place that Jesus is visiting. He calls it Martha's house. That's very important. Women didn't own houses in the first century. But Martha owned this one. She was the provider of this family. Not even her brother owned the house. She did. So she's doing the right thing as a hostess. She's vacuuming the carpet. She's loading the dishwasher. Making sure the dogs had their bath. And Mary, meanwhile is posted up at Jesus' feet, sitting and listening. 
She's absorbing all of these things that Jesus is teaching her, but she's completely ignoring her responsibilities. And as many of us here can completely understand, and my wife can certainly sympathize with, it set Martha off. I can imagine that confrontation. I've been in that confrontation. Lord, tell my sister to help me. I'm trying to stay on target with all these preparations, and she just won't get up and do something. Just make her get up and do something. At this point, I don't even care what it is as long as it's something. And she's completely justified, right? Martha is completely justified to feel that way. Which is why it's a shock when Jesus does not rebuke Mary for not doing anything. As a matter of fact, he tells Martha, 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 poor Poor Martha, you're upset and you're distracted by all of these things, but there's only one thing that's needed. You can hear the exasperation in Jesus' voice. We read this as a rebuke of Martha, as in Mary has it right and Martha has it wrong. I don't think that's what Jesus was trying to tell us here. Martha's the type of person who's always on target. She's determined and hardworking. She's sure of herself and of her ability. And that's the, that's the only way a woman could survive on her own in the first century world. Martha is always on target. Or at least she thinks she is. We need to take this scripture and take a look at it in context. To take it out of the little five or six lines in the 10th chapter of Luke that it is and apply it to the entire chapter. Maybe even the entire book. Last week, we talked about the Good Samaritan. That happens right before this. That particular piece of Scripture, that parable takes place right before Luke tells us that Jesus went to Bethany, which is the name of the village that they don't name here, and that he's visiting with Mary and Martha. Does anyone remember what caused Jesus to tell the story of the Good Samaritan? It's a lawyer, right? Or as Tommy said last week, a seminary professor. But we're going to call him a lawyer because I've about had it up to here with seminary professors. <laughs> so it was a lawyer, and he asked, what do I have to do to receive eternal life? And Jesus asked him back, what does the law say? You're a good Jew. What does the law say? The law says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The parable of the Good Samaritan focuses on love of neighbor. That's what Jesus needed to tell these people who were pretty good at sitting still and listening, but not so good at the doing. So Jesus had to tell them, this is what you have to do. Today, our text focuses on love of God. As the Samaritan loved his neighbor, so we are to love ours. And, and that takes a lot of doing. There's a lot of doing Hebrew Springs First United Methodist Church. I'm still somewhat in a culture shock by the amount of doing that's going on in this church. Martha loves her God. She loves her neighbor, and that requires her to do. Mary loves her God, and that requires her to sit at his feet and be still. Now, I'm not entirely sure if Immediately after, telling, after Jesus tells that lawyer 
go and do. I'm not sure if he immediately turns around and walks all the way to Bethany because those two places are pretty far apart. But there's a reason that in the Gospel of Luke, they take place right after each other. And it's because Luke is trying to show us what the life of a disciple requires. Because it requires love of God. It requires love of neighbor. It requires people who can go out and do, but also take a moment and be still. In his conversation with Mary and Martha, Jesus is choosing to focus on being still. Because Martha doesn't need somebody to tell her to go out and do. We live in a world where distractions come easy, right? It's a very easy thing to become distracted at the littlest provocation. But it's not just these, it's not just trivial things. The legitimate trials of life distract us from our target. We're going to try something. I want everybody here to just think. You don't have to raise your hands. I'm not taking a grade. I'm not keeping score. But I want everybody here to just think. How many of you are worried about something right now? Or stressed out about something right now. Or distracted by something right now. How many of you feel your mind wandering to those things even while we're here in worship? I'm guilty of that too. We're all worried and distracted by many things. And Jesus is here to tell us that there's only one thing that's necessary. One thing that's needed. Jesus is telling us to stay on target. Martha didn't need to be told, like the lawyer last week, to go and do. Martha had plenty of go and do. Martha is the energizer bunny of the Gospel of Luke. What Martha needed, what we need, is to take a moment and be still in the presence of God. To listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit calling in your life because it is. The world needs people like Martha. The church needs people like Martha. Martha is a planner, an organizer, a worker, a leader, a go-getter. Her problem isn't that she works. Her problem is that she works at the wrong time. Jesus' rebuke of her isn't Jesus telling her to be lazy. It's Jesus telling her that right now, in the presence of God, she needs to sit down and listen. All of the work and the distractions and the worries can wait. When I was a kid, my, my grandfather would take me and my brother Matt out to his deer camp to shoot. Mostly we would shoot targets that were pinned to trees. We'd shoot glass bottles, things like that. Really just target practice, right? The things you, you teach kids to do when, when you know for a fact that the first time they ever actually shot a deer, they would cry and run away. <laughs> On one of these trips, my grandpa said something to me that stuck with me all the way to today. And he said, son, whatever you're aiming at has to have your undivided Attention. Just keep your eyes locked on center mass and aim slowly before you pull the trigger. Full disclosure, I'm a terrible shot. Terrible. So this advice didn't help me at all. On a gun range, shooting a target, the few times that I've gone hunting in my life, I've missed every time. But it wasn't until later in life, really, it wasn't until much, much later, that I realized that he wasn't just giving me advice about shooting a gun. This was advice for how to live a full life. Keep your eyes locked 
in the center of the target. Jesus is our target. And our target needs undivided attention. Yeah, there's work to be done. But how do we know what the work is if we aren't prepared to listen to the instructions? I was never really good at that part either. But we have to listen. We listen and we relish in silence with Christ. And instead of, Lord, hear our prayer, we say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Mary listened. If Luke had deemed to finish this story, we would have seen that Martha probably listened too. Jesus says, Martha, Martha, Martha. You're doing all this stuff. You don't need to do all this stuff. You just need to sit down and listen. And I could see Martha going and turning off the vacuum cleaner. Turning off the water in the sink. Turning off the bathtub. The dogs are fine. They don't need a bath. And going and sitting at the feet of Christ beside her sister and listening. Are you staying on target? Are you finding time to sit still and be present in the presence of God? And if not, what can you do to change that? What can I do to change that in my life? I have an experiment I want us all to try. And I know that's a dangerous thing for a pastor to say the first time he's in a pulpit. But I've already already done it twice today, and it's worked out both times, so I think we're good. I want everybody here to take a moment before we sing final hymn, before we leave for the day, before we get ready to go back out into the world with all of its distractions and all of its work and all of its chores and all of its lists and all those things that my wife's going to make me do before I can go to bed tonight. Let's take a moment and just be silent and be still in the presence of God. So I want everybody in here to bow your heads, close your eyes. And we're going to be silent until it's almost uncomfortable to be silent. Let's take this moment. Amen.